Hi guys, this is Sarah. And this is Katrina Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the feds. feds. Fedwork is the modern day background check. And we encourage people to feed empowerment daily. And, and you're, you're now, now listening, listening to, to Fedwork. Fedwork. Hey guys, welcome to Fedwork. My name's Katrina Joe. And I'm Sarah. And we are kicking off another episode of the Hennessy Never Stop, Never Settle Society special edition series. And we have a very special entrepreneur with us here all the way from one of my favorite cities, the Bay Area, <laughs> Kaim Baker. Hey. What's Hello. up? How you doing? Good. How's it going over there? Oh, it's going good. The weather's nice. Um, everything's good. Hey. Nice. Where in the Bay Area are you? Um, I was currently in Daly City and I moved all the way out to Brentwood area now uh, because that rent was high. So I was like, let me just move over here. <laughs> Give me I a nice little it. big house. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Brentwood's super nice. Yeah, I'm, from, yeah. I'm from Fremont. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. So my family still lives out there. I love the Bay Area. So yeah. Okay. I visited a few times. Does that count? Which part? Yeah. Um, I've been to. Um, Okay. I've been to San Francisco. Okay. I've been to where the football stadium is. I think that's, is that Oakland? Oh, where you failed it? right now. I know. <laughs> there, there was one there, but yes. <laughs> and then that's all. Okay. <laughs> okay, San Francisco and Oakland. Okay. All Does that right. count? Bay Area? Yeah, I mean, that's the Bay that Area. Counts. That counts, so, yeah. I've been yeah. there. All right, cool. Um, well, Kaim, can you tell our listeners that don't know about you, can you give us a little background on yourself? Um, so I was born in L.A., um, lived out there for a, a while, and then you know moved to Moreno Valley, and then uh, moved over to San Francisco, I want to say 15, yeah, it's it a long time now, 15, 16 years now. So even when I go back home, they're like, oh, you're from the Bay Area now. I'm not, you're from L.A. no more. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, the, I moved up to San Francisco, um, started just working little jobs here and there and fall into the business that I am right now. Okay, nice. And can you tell us about your amazing company that you started? Okay, so so uh, the City Eats um was really started when I went to, when I used to live in LA, right? And my dad used to take us to Skid Row all the time. You know, it's um, just showing us little things. And I remember this when I was like seven or eight, I used to go down there. Um, and I've always wanted to start something where it's either with kids or helping people. And so uh, when I came up to the Bay Area, I used to work off a 30, uh, 30 market, and, you know, over there, it's kind of sketchy and stuff, too, as well. And right. especially you go down 6th Street, then you already know what I'm talking about. Right. So once I saw that over here, I was like, look, I have an opportunity to, to start doing something. And so I was working with uh, Anthony Presents doing videography and stuff. And I was saving my money to, you know, give back to the community and stuff. And started making sandwiches, Um you know, lunch boxes and stuff like that to give out to the, to the unhoused now. Um, and it just went on from there. Been eight, nine years that I've been doing that and everything's been good. And then um, at the same process, I started my own film company. And then that also helped me out to get where I'm at, where I'm at as far as helping out the community with more bigger platform now. So, yeah. 
That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. So like when you started the videography um, kind of transition, are you able to also do videography for City Eats and like combine the two? Yeah. So I, I used to, but then now like so many people ask me so many questions because, you know, when you do videography, you got to be focused. Right. So since, since it's my nonprofit too, as well, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna have to hire somebody to do this now. So, <laughs> so on, and, on and off, I try to do it. But other than that, yeah, I usually reach out to like Andrew Holder, do pictures, um, Gino to do video or something like that. And uh, also Kevin too, as well. So yeah, yeah it's, um, that's what, uh, that's how it happened. So, yeah. Can y'all see me? Because somebody's a phone call is coming in. Oh, we lost you. <laughs> okay. Man, sorry. This is like, <laughs> no, <laughs> my yeah. phone is nonstop. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, this hey, cool, happens, though. right? When you're an entrepreneur, your phone just be blowing up. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> so getting back to kind of how everything started and, you know, you started doing sandwiches. What did that look like in the beginning? You know, what, what was that? How did that kind of like play out? At the beginning, it was more just like getting the collective of people that have the same missions, have the same vision, have the same heart to go out and make sandwiches. You know, it was literally making sandwiches at my house. Sometimes it was at uh, 111 Mena and certain other places too as well. And we would just make sandwiches. Uh, it started off with just like five people making 200, maybe 300 sandwiches. And then later down the line, once, you know, a lot of people saw me on social media doing that stuff. Then it was volunteers of a hundred to 200 people sometimes. And then it's like more, <laughs> then it's like more of just like where to place people at, you know, and things like that. So it's always, to have a good solid team to help you run things like this, because if not, I, I don't know if I'll be able to handle this. I'll tell you that right now. That's a lot of growth going from oh, five yeah. to 200. How do you like, you know, I, I can imagine that 200 people probably weren't sitting in your kitchen anymore. Obviously you had to go to, <laughs> <Hang other places. laughs> yeah. um, and, you know, so in that process, you, you know, were you getting the community involved in regards to, you know, the, the places you were actually putting together the sandwiches and the lunches were, were they donating the space? Were they getting involved? You know, was there like a co-branding happening or. So, yeah, we, um, we, we were going with the YMCA um, in San Francisco. They helped us out big time. 111 Mena helped us out big time too, at the beginning. And then mm -hmm. we got YMCA and now we're at a uh, city team right now, which is right off of sixth street. So that's like easy. Like as soon as you walk outside, here's a meal, you know? So, um, yeah, they helped us with, you know, with the space and that's what you really need in this thing. It's like, you really need a big space because a lot of people now they're at home and they're bored and they not saying bored, but they are just at home and they want to do something because right. there's so much stuff that's going on right now, as far as with COVID um, and everything that people just want to help out, you know? So and I'm a, I'm a backstory on that COVID story, too, for, for you guys, too. Uh-oh. Tell us about it. How, <laughs> yeah. how, how did the pandemic affect your business? Oh, man. So the first 30 days when they told us to stay inside, um, of course, you just got to fill it out and go from there. And I just couldn't stay still. And I just couldn't watch people lose their homes, lose food, um, Kids just can't do anything at, at the house. So, you know, I connected with Senior Six Sig and um, we just 
said, you know what, we got to help these people out, you know, and long as we masked up and everything. And a lot of people are like, why are you still outside? I was like, it's honestly, it's not about me. It's about what my community is going through. And so I definitely was like, you know what, like, I got to go out here and do something about this. So we did, went outside, fed so many people. Um, it didn't change a lot, but it changed what we were doing because first we was just feeding unhoused, you know, now it was feeding families, we were feeding individuals that were too prideful to say that they need food, but, you know, texting us saying that we need some food um, and families and individuals, like it, it changed big time. And mm -hmm. so now my program changed from just feeding unhoused to making sure families got food now, um, you know, making sure that individuals can, you know, feed also feeding your neighbors and like your community. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So you're now touching so many more lives than you were even with the 200 volunteers of, of your original business plan. Yeah. Now you're like actually, yeah. you know, basically the person next to you, you know, yes. at any moment you're, you're helping them and, and impacting their lives. So that's amazing. Yeah. It, even animals too. It, it was it, like, wow. as soon as the COVID hit, <laughs> yeah. Uh, dog food. I mean, wow. Cat food. It, it changed big time for COVID, honestly. And is that, just for the you, is that just you being out and being like, oh my gosh, like, yo, like these, these animals need food. Like I need to run to the store and get some dog food or how does yes. that happen? So we always run into a lot of uh, unhoused people with, with animals, right? That's mm -hmm. like their companion. And so, um, the food that we serve them, of course, the dogs can't eat that because their stomach be messed up and, you know, you have a dog that's doing his business all over the place. So right. <laughs> we wind up reaching out to a lot of people. Uh, Vibes and Smiles helped us out with uh, getting dog food. Um, a lot of organizations uh, gave us a lot of dog food. That's like dog food that you will buy for 60 bucks for just a little thing. They gave it to us for free. And so what? when I <laughs> when we pass out food to... Uh, it on house and everything and i they always like oh we don't want the dog food. i was like no look this dog food is expensive dog food you might want to try this <laughs> <laughs> right this, this, is just, this is quality yeah, yeah right right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they love it they love it that's amazing so even in the pandemic, when you had to kind of transition and stuff and, you know, obviously the world shut down to some degree yeah. and yeah. everyone was going through changes, like what motivated you to keep going, even though you had to make so many changes within, you know, I'm sure personally, but also business wise. No, it was it, to tell you the truth. It was the community. It was the people. Uh, we have a hotline that, you know, like I said, our phone calls went from our text messages went from, oh, I'm. Um, you know, I'm unhoused, I don't know where to go. Can you feed me to families? Even friends of mine hit me up and say, yo, we need some food, you know, and that's what kept me going. Well, yeah, especially at that moment, you know, those people are having to be very raw and transparent and, you know, letting you in to their personal, you know, problems that they're experiencing. So there's a level of trust and a level of, you know, respect that they already have for you to, to be. Yes. That's, uh, yep. that's amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I know with being an entrepreneur and, and even, you know, I mean, we're still somewhat in the pandemic, right? So like, mm -hmm. you know, as an entrepreneur, your business is ever evolving. 
And yes. with having that task, and I know that you're a father of two sons, mm-hmm. right? Congratulations mm-hmm. on that. Oh, thank um, you. How do you manage, you know, your time with your family? You know, you, you spend so much time dedicating, you know, time and energy to the less fortunate. Mm-hmm. How do you balance that with your home life? Um, it's an understanding. And when I'm when I say is that is that I had to sit my boys down and tell them, like, look, this is my life now. I don't work a regular nine to five. This is what I do. Um, you guys are going to be coming out here, helping me feed the community. Um, mm-hmm. so you understand what this is about. You're going to be helping me do some videography stuff. So you understand <laughs> <laughs> that time, you know, um, and, and it works for me. It, it, it works because they understand like dad's out here, you know, helping the world. Dad's out here, you know, videoing and you know, helping out other businesses and clients to to get where they need to be at and stuff. So they understand. And that's what I need them to understand. They're boys. I, everybody knows I love them. They, um, I spend time with them all the time, FaceTime with them almost every night. Uh, when I have the time to, if I'm not somewhere in Japan or something like that, then I try to do that as much as possible. But, um, it's always a, a lot of, you know, to, to advice on, on a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of entrepreneurs, think they have to be busy 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 right um and i was that person at the beginning but then you realize i, I took a trip recently and i was just like man like i always tell them to kind of just wait for me and I'll, I'll be there and you know um i'm just gonna keep busy making sure they have whatever they need and stuff like that but spending that quality time with them with no work to do made me realize that i need to start doing that more and to all the entrepreneurs is Balance your, yourself with your family, man. Like for real. Especially if you got kids. Balance yourself. Don't just keep working. Balance your life with your kids. And that's the most important thing I can tell you guys. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, here on FedWork, we talk a lot just about, you know, balance in general with self-care, family yes. time, personal time. So I'm I'm so glad you touched on that. Yeah, personal time. I'm working on that. Come <laughs> <laughs> on, we got we to get the self care in there. Oh, you got to be the one rest. You have to take care of yourself to you make sure. You got to get a, a little, yeah, a little massage, some mani pedi. <laughs> I, I try, I try, I swear I try. But as you can see, even on this interview, phone calls is going off like crazy. So I try to, and that's the most important thing too as well. Like I have so many people tell me like, "Yo, you need to chill and rest," right? But I can't rest when this community is like this. You know, I can't rest when Skid Row is like the way it is right now, you know, and Hollywood is like around the corner and nobody's not helping them and stuff. So um, I just got to keep going. I'm sorry. That's how it is. But one day I'll take that time and I'll take those Maddie Petties because I really need a petty bag. (laughs) (laughs) We got to take care of those feet. (laughs) I'm I'm saying, I'm I'm saying that's the golden part. You got to take care of the feet at least. <laughs> so I did like that you touched on the fact that you know you're having your kids involved as well, which you know that they're now the third generation, right? Because your dad yep, did that. Yep. I think that's a beautiful thing that you're carrying that on. You know what your dad started with you, and you've you've taken you know a a trip that he was just trying to kind of show you what was going on and helping yeah. how good to turning it into an entire nonprofit that you're you're now you know doing full time. Yeah, yeah. Um, my dad was the man in the community. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but he knew everybody. And he was he was that guy that was like, 
you show up to your school and your friend's like, hey, your dad's here. <laughs> so like, and they'd be like, Mr. Baker, what's up, man, Mr. Baker? So he would show up at school and he was very involved in my life. And I cannot stress the fact that, you know, he was that person and stuff. Nowadays, I'm like, man, okay, I'm not 18 no more. So you got to calm down a little bit. So, but um, I thank him for a lot of things that that happened in my life, man. He, he saved me from a lot of stuff. And um, especially gangs in LA, gangs in Reno Valley and stuff like that. And just, you know, kind of guiding me the way of being a family man more of being this like this game banker and stuff. So, um, yeah, I was in on that part. I love that. So after your dad took you, you know, and kind of showed you a lot of the community and Skid Row and everything prior to you starting City Eats, like, was there a moment that you can remember where you were like, okay, here it is. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, was there a moment that it clicked for you? Um, so for City East, I'm going to go with MEB Films first. I'm going to do the film company first because that's okay. when it really clicked in for me. Um, I was at a job and I was like, you know what? I, every job that I had, I've always been like, you know, I'm, I feel like my own boss. I can't be controlled like that. You know, like I have to have the creativity. I have to, um, I just can't be controlled. And so like, I just left my job and said, you know what, I'm going to take a risk. And that's my whole thing. Everybody knows me as taking a risk. I love taking risks, you know, and I walked off my job and said, you know what, I'm going to invest more into this film company. When I did that, then I said, you know what, I'm going to invest more time into the city east. And so everything just worked into play. Like it was just, once I put my mind into just like, all right, film, city eats, keep going, can't stop. It just worked out for me. And that's how things went, that's how things went for me. I love it. I mean, taking that leap of faith is not easy. It's not. <laughs> you know how many phone scary. calls I get about that? <laughs> <laughs> that is scary. <laughs> oh, man. A lot of people are scared about that, but I just, I don't know. Like, I just really like taking that risk and, and doing new things and stuff. So, I get a lot of phone calls about a lot of people's like, man, I'm at this job I hate, but I got this business I want to start. And they, everybody knows, I would say, do the, do what you feel and do what's right. I think you should start your side job that you, I mean, your side business that you're talking about and make it your business, your full-time business. Cause if you're unhappy at your job, why are you there? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, why are you wasting your time making somebody else money when you can make yourself money? Yeah. So. Absolutely. I mean, I think people. I think people are scared sometimes to leave. You know, yeah. the security of of certain yeah. things. But yeah. you know, like you touched on, it's really important to follow your passion as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I mean, that's how. I mean, FedWork started from. Yeah. You know, this was our passion project at first, and you know, yeah. we at first didn't really know, you know, what to expect. But you know, similar to you with your jobs, we just kind of took that leap of faith, and yeah, it'll and like you said. No it'll It'll just line up. It'll just line up, you know? Everything lines up, right? When you just yeah. really just take that risk. And that's what I tell people. Like, it, it will line up for you. If you really want it to work, you will make it work. Yeah. And if it's not meant to work, something else will come up, you know, in the process of trying that, you know, yes. something yep. present itself, which, you know, you didn't even know could happen or you didn't even know would be the next step, you know? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. 
I mean, your job, your, you know, things that you do on both sides of the spectrum, whether it's through videography or through community service, like you're, both of them sound very fulfilling, right? Like you're doing your passion project and, you know, you're in the videography world and also in entertainment, but then you're serving the community, serving the less fortunate, but looking Mm -hmm. back on just, you know, your journey with both of those companies, is there one moment that sticks out to you that you were like overwhelmed with just like joy and accomplishment and you were like yo yeah. like, I'm finally here yeah and and I'm a it was when COVID hit and that's when I everything changed and I was like I was a little bit overwhelmed but not everybody saw that we were doing and just hoping just having my program change from you know feeding the unhoused to feeding everyone um, was one of those accomplishments that I was like, wow. And we didn't struggle on that. You know, we went from sandwiches to now doing hot meals. And you all know, like, buying hot meals individually is a lot. But yeah. we have so many people just, like, good people. Like, I've worked with Spice Tribe right now, and so good people, man. They, they make the meals, and we go out there and we serve the community. And I'm talking about it's chicken, rice, beans, chicken, beans, or broccoli or something at that nature that they don't normally eat on a day-to-day basis, you know? Um, So that's what I was like. That's when that moment came around to me. I was just like, wow. And just recently too, as well, I just sat back uh, once we was on traveling through um, LA and stuff like that. I sat back and said, you know what? I think I can make this company more than what it is. And and city eats. Um, If I really was to put that hundred percent time into it, because right now I'm doing both. But um, there's something in me that really just wants to be like, you know what? I just want to do one, and that's the City Eats. And just really just try it out for a year. Because right now, we just locked down Philippines right now. Um, You know what I'm saying? And so we're feeding every month over there now. And um, just looking into things like that, trying to work into Africa too as well. And, you know, it's really a lot of things are coming into play for me um, and for this company. And I feel like if I was to focus on just one, then I can blow this thing up to be more than what it is right now. You know, so. I love that. Uh, I love that. You're literally like taking over the world little by little. I'm trying. I'm trying. I love I'm trying. it. Where in the Philippines are you guys eating? Uh, we just did one in uh, Manila right now. Um, okay. Yeah. And so, but we, so we're working with uh, Project Pearls. And so they do different little uh, communities in the area too as well. So it wasn't just Manila. We've been feeding like almost like the whole Philippines over there right now uh, for the last year now. And okay. so, uh, yeah, they have a program where they go out to different cities and stuff to feed too as well. But, you know, we donate and we give them food from, um, from um, different communities too as well. So like right now we're doing an Atlas and Project Pearls, Atlas is a skateboard community. Um, what they've been doing is get, collecting like uh, dry foods and stuff that we can send over to the Philippines too, because that's what they mostly like is, you know, top ramen, something that's quick and easy, spam, been working on that. <laughs> it's, we love I was like, oh, no. yes. I'm saying, right? I'm right. I was like, it, it looks so, so, every time I post spam, people are just like, why are you feeding these people this? And I was like, look, this is what they like. It's, <laughs> so it's part like, of the culture. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. half Filipino. So I literally like grew up on spam and we don't look at it as it being like, they don't you know, like, 
Yeah, no. Yeah, they don't understand that. And some people just hit us up in the DM is like, you're feeding them so much junk food. And like, look, this is their culture. This is what they know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So spam is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and they very much enjoy it. Like we, oh, we yeah. spam. So it's not like, you know, I understand you're not feeding them, you know, junk food. We, yeah. we actually enjoy it over there. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's I right. love it. Um, there well, any other, oh, sorry. I was going to say, are there any other states or, that you're trying to venture into? Or are you thinking anything about maybe Michigan? I live in Detroit. So, so. <laughs> you know, so you know, what's so funny is that my parents are from Detroit. Uh, really? And yeah, we did one feed over there. We only felt like at least like two hundred people. And um, I have so many family in Detroit. I want to do something big over there, but I haven't had somebody to to connect with on that. Perfect. So, well, Got you. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, he did your hand. He did your hand. I'm not. Yeah, I'm I'm not. Just, I'm just my hands. I talk with my hands. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's great. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta, we gotta get you to the East Coast too, to Florida, yeah. to New York. You know, maybe I'm we down do to go anywhere. Up, you know, maybe we do someone teamed up over there or something. Yeah, I'm down to go anywhere. Tell you the truth. I love it. I love it. No. Um, earlier, you mentioned how people also call you kind of to just tap in about their career and like what they should do next. And, you know, if they're feeling stuck or something like that. Um, and so with what you're doing, that you're constantly serving and giving, you know, to other people, what are you yeah. doing to help kind of ground you and and help your own, you know, mental Here you health? go. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing for you? Okay. Oh what are we doing? man. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Like fixing on my backyard, growing stuff is like my uh, sanctuary. Actually, you know what? Driving too a lot is like I go out and I just drive for like an hour or two, just anywhere or whatever, um, just to get away and kind of just like. It, not even listen to music too, which is so funny. Everybody's like, how come we don't listen to music? I don't listen to music like that. But, um, but when I do, I usually drive. I, I, sometimes I have no radio on. Sometimes I do. Um, I might do a massage if I have the time and stuff too as well. But other than that, it's just always just spending time with the boys. That's, that's my own thing that I like doing, you know, making sure that they're okay making sure that everybody in my family's okay and stuff. So yeah, that's it. We've actually talked about the driving with no music on before. Um, yeah. It's, there's something about it and maybe it's, you know, as entrepreneurs, we're just like, there's always things happening. It's nice to yeah. have the calm, quiet. Yes. Moment. And yes. it's you know, in your safe space, you're by yourself. You know, there's something about that, that that's really nice and settling. And yeah, so I, I feel like, with no traffic though you know you got to do it around like 11 12 o'clock ish uh, or 2 a.m <laughs> you know, uh, or 2 a.m yeah yeah or 2 a.m yeah. stuff so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah the, the traffic there would be there would be noise there would be honking and yelling and all that. oh yeah oh i gotta turn my music on now <laughs> <laughs> right to drown out that sound for sure oh man <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like you're always you know on the go you know, mm -hmm. you are someone that 
I believe truly embodies the Hennessy mantra of never stop, never settle. So congratulations to you on that and everything that you've done in your journey. What does that mantra mean to you? Never stop, never settle. Uh, To me, it's really direct what the message is, you know, Um, never stop. I can never stop, you know, Um, to me, I just got to keep going and um, never settle. It's like, I don't, I expect people to come to me with the, with the utmost respect and just, I don't know, like, I just can never settle. To me, it's, it, like I said, the message is very direct, you know? So for me, it's just like, I always tell people, I just never settle. I can't settle. You know, that's in life. That's in relationships. Um, that's in <laughs> family. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can never settle for anything in life if you want to move forward. Yes. Preach. <laughs> I'm like, like, I'm like, right? Right. Yeah. Right. In all aspects of life, right? Like you always got to keep going. You always want, you know, you should want the best for yourself and your company and, you know, the people around you. So I completely Mm -hmm. agree. Yeah. 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 Um, What are any plans for, you know, the growth and evolution of your company within like the next year or two? Well, hopefully for, um, for, for the film company, MAB Films, I've been working with, you know, Showtime, Paramount and stuff. So my whole next thing and 50 Cent too as well. I told 50, I was like, look, man, put me on a set. That's all I need. I just, <laughs> just put me on a set. I'll do BTS. I don't care, man. Just just put me on a set. That's all I want to yeah. do because yeah. that's my next level is learning how to do movies and um, short film and stuff like that. Like, I just want to learn that because the way I learn MEB films and the way I learn how to film I, I graduated from YouTube University. I tell this all the time, right? I learned everything by myself. Didn't go to school, none of that stuff. Not knocking school, just saying. A lot of that stuff, if you want to be a VR photographer, is online for free, just letting you know. But um, I learned how to edit first, right? Then I learned how to do the camera second because to me, I feel like if anybody, anybody can kind of film whatever, right? Um, but if you don't know how to edit and somebody gives you footage, you're just like, uh, what do I do now? Right. Yeah. Some people pay people to edit their stuff and some people don't, but that's a loss of money for you. Um, for the city eat stuff, I, I see this being, I, I need my own building. Like I, I can see us having our own building. Uh, I can see us doing more international stuff. I definitely want to feed more of, you know, Africa. Uh, we done Brazil. Um, like, I just want to do around the world stuff, you know, because there's more stuff that's going on here than it is around the world, you know, and some people don't understand that, but we got to fix our problem here first, too. But right. then there are some other problems that around the world that, that nobody don't see. And it's very when I when I tell you I saw the FaceTime for the Philippines stuff, I knew but didn't know like that. You know what I'm saying? And it's wild. Very wild. So I definitely see us feeding the world next year. I love this. Count me in. Count me in. I want to help in the Philippines. I go my mom, my mom's side of the family is from Cebu, Philippines. So if you go out there and if you want to, you know, help feed more communities or anything, please count me in. I would love to get involved and help your cause. Okay. Yeah. I should be out there next year. Uh, We're just kind of waiting for everything to kind of calm down and stuff, but I should be out there next year. Okay. 
No, yeah. don't forget about Fed work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, it just sounds like, I mean, I love it. It's so good to hear about your journey. And I, and I love everything that, um, you know, you have in the pipeline and whatnot, but with everything that you've been building over the past couple of years, like what has been the hardest thing for you to, you know, work through as an entrepreneur? To work through? Um, like any major hardship that kind of, you know, you had to work through and, and learn from in your entrepreneurial journey? Well, teamwork, definitely. You know, you, like I said, you can't do all this on your own. Um but you really and have not, to trust. And not to cut you off, but as an yeah. entrepreneur, isn't that the craziest thing? We <laughs> want to do everything by ourselves, and we and then we have to learn the hard way of like, oh, I need, I, I can have people. You need, yes, yeah. yeah, you Delegate. need that assistant. <laughs> you need that assistant. I always tell people like, you got too much on your hand. You need assistant, and it, like, I don't even have assistant, but you know, I reach out to people that I feel that can help me grow the business and stuff and um like i said we have the cities we have a team for my video stuff it's just me by myself but i also reach out to people to help me to get where i'm at you know um i can't do everything on my own there's some things where i might have like 10 videos going on for the whole month and i'm just like okay look i gotta delegate some of this stuff to some other people and stuff and get them paid and stuff because a lot of entrepreneurs just like to take on all that and be like, yo, I made all this money, but where's the time for yourself? You know, and where's you got too much stuff going on. And I tell you right now that you're going to one of your videos or whatever you're working on too as well is going to be basically shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not going to be your best work because you have 10 videos or you got 10 clients and Every video that you can put out looks the same now because you're just like, oh, okay. Da, 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 da. Um, but let me stop on that because I'm gonna keep going on that on that subject. <laughs> you can keep going. You can keep going. Uh, a lot of videographers know what I'm talking about, and you know, it's just like some some people like to take on ten to twenty projects, and it's like, dog, like you're not gonna be able to 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 have any kind of creativity to your stuff because everything that you're pumping out is going to look the same because you got way too much stuff going on right now. And when I say teamwork on that is that if you know videographers that you know that can help you grow your business or can help you, you know, finish some of your videos and stuff like that, reach out to them, give them work, give them business. I don't, I necessarily don't even take a cut when I, when I ask for somebody to help me out. I say, yo, this is what's going on. This is how much it is. You take the full thing. This is yours. Just help me out. Just make sure that you show up on time. Do it work the right way and be respectful. That's it. You know? Um, yeah. yeah. That's it on that. Makes sense. And so you also had to learn that with City Eats, though, the teamwork? Oh, yeah. City Eats, too, as well. Um, learned a lot of stuff on the hard way because, you know, it, it takes a... It, to me, like, I like doing stuff on my own. And going out and getting this food and taking it to people and all that stuff like that. But that stuff will burn you out. I mm -hmm. tell people that it will burn you out quick. And, you know, just reaching out to my team to, to tell them, like, hey, can you help me out? Can you go and pick this food up? Or can you go talk to this family or anything like that? Like, I always try to reach out to them as much as possible now. That's good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's important to have people to, like, add to, you know, the creativity, but also to help carry the weight as the business yes. 
You know, I mean, you went from five to 200. Like I can't imagine managing that, you know, yeah. as one person show. No, I definitely cannot. You definitely cannot. You definitely need your team. It's a lot. Yeah. So, okay. I guess I have a question for you for anyone who'd want to follow in your footsteps. What are three tips that you would like to leave them with? To me is, is be a risk taker. Um, always be humble. Like for me is like, I, I, I'm the most humblest guy and people be getting mad at me because I'm too humble. But I'm saying like, it's just, you have to have that respect of, you know, others too, as well. Um, and the last one for me was, uh, I mean, you have to have that self-respect for yourself, you know, like you just gotta, I don't know, like the last, the last one for me was, was have that self-respect in, in like, um, making sure that you are doing what you love to do, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't just settle for anything. Like, I, like I said, the never stop, never settle, you know, that, that message alone is direct and, you know, just don't settle for nothing. Don't settle for any BS in your life and stuff. So that's the message I can have for you guys. I love and, be, and be a respectful father. That's what, to the fathers, please be respectful fathers, man. That's it. I love that. Those are great. <laughs> Those are great. Those well, gems. If you want to put to action these three tips from our entrepreneur or gather more educational resources, visit Hennessy's Never Stop, Never, Never Settle Society.org. Yes. Kaim, you are bomb. Thank you for sharing. Thank your you story. so much. You are I doing try. so many dope things. <laughs> for everyone that is listening, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Kaim Baker uh, on Instagram and Facebook. And then um, MMB Films, MMB Films, that stands for Maxwell and Miles Baker Films, and then The City Eats, too, as well. Awesome. awesome. Hey, quick question. Do you do videography for Sean, Team Hennessy, um, in the area? Of course. Y'all, his content is fire. <laughs> you the one doing all that? <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm going to come down. I'm going to come down and shoot some content with you then. <laughs> we, we shot content before, though. Wait, we did. <laughs> At Sundays. Wait, what? At Sundays. We, oh, we shot when some I content before. Sundays, you shot oh, that yeah. video and oh, photo. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. like, Not the photo, but video. <laughs> Damn, that was like how many years ago? That was like. Hell long. That was like a long five, time ago. Maybe five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. Wow, look at this full circle moment. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm saying. I love that's it. That's why I saw you on. The, that's why I saw you on this. I was like, "That's what's up." You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I love it. look at that. See, we all connect. Right? Like, you know, never <laughs> gonna run into again. Like For you real. said, humble. You know what I mean? All of that. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank that's you for coming fun. on to Fed Work. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Loved having Bye. you. And, and we'll talk. Not, you're not gonna give me the hands. We're gonna talk. There you go. There we go. <laughs> We definitely need to talk. Both ladies, I definitely would love to talk with you guys. Awesome. Whatever community you guys want to feed, just let me know, please. Perfect. Perfect. Thank Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Thank you guys Thank all you. for And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of FedWork. We hope that you enjoyed it. 
please make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on all platforms. For any inquiries or sponsorship requests, please visit wearefedwork.com.